What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Intoxicated Sports Report. He's Gates Emoji. I'm Emerson Hip. We're back. We're back, baby. And we uh, have some fun things we're going to taste today, beer-wise, on the podcast. Because? Uh, because I do have a new job. Woo! I'm going to not reveal who I work for, just for my sake, but uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's smart. I sell beer. <laughs> so I'll let you guys figure it out if you want. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect job for you. Yeah. And we have some heavy first, right? Yes, we're starting off with, uh, it's called Watermelon Dorado Double IPA from Ballast Point. 10% alcohol, and it's a good thing we're splitting this, because... I love the can. It's quite quite uh, fruity colored, you know? It looks nice. It smells very watermelon-y. As you can see. Let's see how the, see how the taste mm. is. Cheers. Oh, psh. Mm. Hmm. It's still pretty Ooh. bitter, but it's got like, it's got, it's got the, the watermelon kind of comes in at the end. Yeah. If you're not a, if you're like a traditional IPA drinker, I can understand not liking this, mm-hmm. but it does have a lot of the traditional IPA um, qualities. I like it. I, I think it's actually not that bad. Yeah. It's the watermelon gets you. It's, it's interesting. It really is. Because you don't taste it at all at first, and then it just like boom, right, right when in the finish. Yeah, I could see how one of these tall cans. Oh, it's not a tall can. It's like what, a sixteen ounce? Sixteen ounce, yeah. That would probably put me on my ass real quick. <laughs> Drink like two of those, call right. it a day. Right. Wake up with a headache. <laughs> so I think at the end of at the end or beginning of each segment, we'll probably break out a new one. We have a bunch of seltzers from Press that we're going to try all the different flavors of uh, throughout the show. So I feel like I've heard of Press. Definitely have not tried it before. Yeah, I've maybe seen it in the store. I think it's a little pricier than your average seltzer, which is why it's not as common. Or I'll have to ask Deb because I know she had a a seltzer obsession. Oh yeah, a little bit. Big seltzer gal. She like she liked to taste all different ones that right. she could. So I'll have to ask her. Yeah. How was um uh, Kendrick Lamar oh, at man. Outside Lands? Yes, my dad and I went Friday Outside Lands. Thank you, Dad, very much. It was spectacular. Kendrick Lamar, I gotta say, he's just he's one of the best to ever do it. Yeah. My dad will mock me to the for the rest <laughs> of my life for going on a drunk rant about Kendrick Lamar. Which is justified. I say he's the best rapper ever. Is that necessarily true? No. Was I in my feelings at the time? Yes. <laughs> but I had a great time. It's someone I've wanted to see for easily the last ten years. You know how much I like him, how oh, much yeah. I listen to him. Oh yeah. And it's we got super close. I would say yeah, your spot was sweet. I would say rows wise, we were about ten rows back to the left. Yeah, you know, going to the left at shows is always nice. It's like kind of the easiest way to get kind of close. Yeah, rather because if you try to go straight up the middle, you right. know, it's a yeah. wall. You can't, you can't get in there. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was a really great time. It was a perfect day in the city for a festival. It was you know cloudy and the sun didn't break once. Yeah. So. Kept the sweat in a little bit. Yeah, definitely had our drinks. Definitely <laughs> had our food. Nice. We also saw uh, DJ Shaq Diesel, at, you know, as in Shaquille O'Neal, and he was, I don't know if he was really doing much. Yeah. But his, I'll tell you, the crowd was massive. Yeah. It was huge. And obviously because Shaq is, I think it's fair to say he's a, an icon. Everybody knows who Shaq is. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I th- weren't there two questions about him in, on, on trivia? <laughs> <laughs> or, or with him yeah, involved. Yeah, he's an icon. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. Yeah. Everybody knows Shaq. Right. He, uh, I thought I told you it was interesting that he came out with a Raiders shirt on. I was like, all right. Yeah. Not really the right crowd necessarily, but. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I mean, you're getting a lot of people from the Bay Area at, at outside lands, not just San Francisco, but. Yeah. But yes, if you like Kendrick Lamar as much as I do, I'd recommend seeing him. You'll not be disappointed. And Outside Lands just has it. They have it all figured they out. They got they're, they're buttoned up 15 years in. Today was their, or this year is their 15th year anniversary, and it, they, it was just fantastic. I'd go every year. I'd recommend anybody going if they could. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, they've always had pretty sick lineups. And the Foo Fighters played Saturday, and that was – my dad didn't really understand. He's like, you don't want to see the Foo Fighters? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to see the Foo Fighters, but I've seen the Foo Fighters three times. Right. And my dad really wanted to see him with our new drummer, and the new drummer's badass. He's sick. Right. But it's just, I got a chance to see Kendrick Lamar that close. That's the closest I'll probably ever see Kendrick because how much tickets are when he goes on tour. Right. It's impossible to get tickets on the floor at when someone actually going on tour. How really much hard. are tickets for Outside Lands for like a one day? It was probably like... A few hundred? Yeah, probably like 250 or something like that, which is still a lot, which essentially is... That's bottle rock prices though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's just way bigger. Yeah. Outside Lands, it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. 
We should go. You've never been, have you? Nope. No. Uh, yeah, that'd be done. I think also to your Foo Fighters point, it'd also be one thing if they'd be had been putting out like music that we like, you know. Like they haven't really put out a good album in probably ten years. To me their last good album was Wasting Light. Yeah. That's a, I agree. that's a really good album. Yeah. <clears throat> it's kinda cool to say that I mean, do I want to see the Foo Fighters again without Taylor Hawkins? I mean I probably will see the Foo Fighters at least one more time in my life. Right. But it's like I'm just not sure if I'm ready for that. Yeah. You know, I'm just not sure if I'm ready. Did you see that they brought out Michael Buble for a song? No, did they really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. I guess they've been doing this thing on tour where they bring out kind of like random artists to just perform with them for a few songs. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, really good time, really good weekend. I had a four-day weekend, which is unusual for me. And so I have to go back to regular work week this oh, week. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm, always... <laughs> I'm going to be toast by Wednesday. You're going to be... Your, your post-weekend depression is going to hit heavy tomorrow. It's probably already settling in right now. Yeah, the drinks, the drinks are helping. It'll, it'll hit me at like ten o'clock tonight. Right, like, you're fuck, fuck dude, I gotta go back. <laughs> but it was all good. Great weekend. Thanks again, Dad. Appreciate you. And let's go next year. Yeah, uh, we got some breaking news by the way. Uh, Dalvin Cook just signed a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I just said breaking on the bottom of the TV, so I didn't, I didn't realize it already happened. Fox Sports loves putting breaking news forever for like three hours. <laughs> yeah, at least. Like, how long do they do the breaking news on Zeke? Probably up until Dalvin Cook signed. But good for good for Dalvin Cook. That'll be a good... That's a good spot for him. Yeah. It's a good spot. It's funny that it took as long as it did. I, I, I know he was probably trying to play the uh, <clears throat> the waiting game and, and see if he could get another, a better offer. Yeah. But Yeah. Because to me, he has more value to a team right now than Zeke did, or Zeke does. I believe. I, I agree with that. But I was also a little surprised that it took Zeke so long to get signed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, did the because he he's going to the Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. I want. I wonder if maybe they had an injury in camp or something, or maybe they just it took like, hey, we have the guys that we have here that don't look like they're up to our liking. Yeah, in a way, I don't know. You, know? you know, Bill Belichick works differently, so that <laughs> makes sense. All right. All right. So we are going to start the show off with some soccer, women's World Cup. Not so great for the U.S. women this year. No, um, it wasn't. Knocked out in the round of 16 by Sweden in penalty kicks. That and the the yeah they lost by the game ending penalty you, kick. If you can't see me, they lost by this much. Yeah, dude. So when when Devin said in the group text it was millimeters, I'm like, what, she, what could she possibly be talking about? Like it would just hit the end of the mm-hmm. goalie's finger or whatever. I don't know. And then I went eventually saw the replay and I'm like, holy shit, that was close. And I didn't realize. So the whole ball. Clearly has to go over the line. Correct. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I, like I, hockey. I figured that out after. I'm like, yeah. damn, that, that's cold. Yeah. It's cold to go out that way. I don't even like the idea of going out in PKs, but I do understand that they can't just run around forever. Uh, yeah. Or else it'll just go yeah. and it could go on forever. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you on that. But it's just it's just hard to lose a game of that magnitude that way, in my opinion. But I, sure. I understand. It's not like hockey where it's a lot smaller of a space. Yeah. And it's easier to possibly score a goal. Right. But it's just like, man, you hate to see your team go out that soon. That's yeah. a, that's the soonest they've ever... Yeah. First time they haven't even meddled in, in the yeah. World Cup. That's crazy. Yeah. And I guess in 2016 was also the first time, because I think that was the year they were in the Olympics. That was the first time they didn't medal in the Olympics as well. So this this has been... I mean, the, the run of dominance is kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, 2027. Yeah, come, coming back strong, hopefully. Put that head down, work, 2027, ladies, let's do it. Yeah. In a way, it's great for the sport, though, because you can... Because I don't think the U.S. women's team isn't good. No. I think the rest of the rest of the world is just kind of catching up. up, you know, which is great for the sport. Well, in the U.S. women, like, all their players that have been great for years are kind of getting older and slowing down just a little bit. Right. Naturally. And a lot of them are, like, gone at this point now, too. <clears throat> now we just got to hear Carly Lloyd talk shit about all of them the whole time. She got to play in the uh, in the cupcake era. <laughs> and let me tell you, I was up watching this game. Kind of dozed out every now and then, but it's a tough loss. Yeah, it's you know it, it sucks staying up that late for your team to lose. I know. <laughs> it's well, tough. it was like getting up early to watch the men lose to to the Netherlands uh, back in December or whatever that was. Did I watch that? No. Because I wanted that game. Maybe it, it was like seven a.m., so it wasn't that bad. But that was earlier than I was used to waking up. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's the final, and we drinking beers at seven, right? right. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Julie Ertz and Megan Rapinoe. Last time they're going to play for the women's national team. 
Tough. So pretty tough, tough way to go yeah. out. But yeah. legends in their own own respect. Well, especially for Rapino because she had the chance to send the United States. Yeah, she did miss the, the next round. The she missed, and hey, she's a pro. She knows how to do it. Yep, things happen. Yep. It, it happens. Um, so we have the quarterfinals tomorrow. We got Spain versus Sweden and Australia versus England. Who do you got going to the final? You know, I haven't been paying that that close of attention, but I I feel like I feel like England's probably going to do it. Really? They seem like they got a good squad. I'm screaming Sweden versus Australia. Yeah, I'm picking the team that beat us, and then the host team going to be there. Well, realistically, yeah, I think if to make us look better. Sweden winning the whole thing would be ideal situation. I tried telling Devin that. I, I was like, hey. I mean, I can understand bitterness losing to them. Of course. But, like, I mean, come on, it's Sweden. It's like, whatever. Yeah. We don't want to have any yeah. beef with them, do we? <laughs> Not that I know. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, like, I, I want Sweden to win just so we could say, hey, we lost to the champs. Yeah, exactly. You In know? PKs. In PKs. Yeah. Like, we were that close to beating the champs. Exactly. So I'm going to go down with that ship. Right. Let's go Sweden. Yeah. And Australia to be cool. Who doesn't, like, who has a problem with Australia? Nobody. Aussies are the best, right? Andrew Bogut. <laughs> I, I don't really know many Aussies myself. But Liam, Liam Hendricks. He's a great Aussie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Any relation to Jimmy? No. No. no, no. Different spelling. Okay. <laughs> uh, Not with an X at the end? No, no X. <laughs> which is the cool way to spell it, unfortunately, for Liam. <laughs> Uh, moving on to the men's side, uh, PSG opening day was kind of a dead 0-0 draw versus Lorient. Love soccer. I watched the first half of that. They had, they like, they own possession, but they just, they couldn't get any good shots on goal. Um, I forgot to tell you guys, I told Devin, but I forgot to take a picture of it. Someone was rocking an old school looking Mbappe jersey mm. at Outside Lands. I was like, all right. Was it France or PSG? <sighs> couldn't tell you. I want to say it was PSG. Because they have. But, but it, looked like, it looked like an older scale jersey though. Gotcha. Well, because when we went to that store in, in uh, Paris, they had some throwback jerseys. Or yeah, like oh, a yeah. throwback look jersey. Dude, they had some, man. They had, I remember they had that starter jacket. It was like a hundred bucks. I'm like, fuck. They had some sweet apparel. <clears throat> uh, but the biggest news coming out of PSG camp is that Neymar, I believe, actually officially today signed a deal to join a Saudi Arabian team. Are you sad? <laughs> See ya! <laughs> <laughs> I know you are not sad at all. I, I mean, to get him out of there and to get a fee, a transfer fee in return as well, I think was brilliant by PSG front office. Um, and then also, now it sounds like Mbappe is staying. Let's go. Working on a, a contract to, you know, at least keep him for, for this year and, and hopefully hopefully future seasons. We keep the prodigy. You got to love it. The prodigy, man. I think, you know what? Mbappe has played his whole career with Neymar. Since he's been with PSG. Mm. Even though Neymar's had his time being injured, so it wasn't like he was always on the field with him together. Yeah. But I think this could be Mbappe's time to say, I don't have to deal with his with Neymar's bitch ass. It's my team now. <laughs> no more. And even Messi's gone too. Mm. And I think it'll be a nice way, or it could be a nice thing for them to build a nice balanced team around Mbappe and just, it doesn't have to be just a bunch of superstars. It's a lot of mouths to feed when you have people of the caliber of Messi and Neymar with Mbappe. Right. It's just a lot. Right. It's like it's only one ball. Exactly. Exactly. And I like the idea of them just going like full rebuild youth movement would have been cool, but I think doing that while also having your your star power up front at the mm-hmm. same time could be exciting, you know, for this season and, and future seasons, yeah. hopefully. <clears throat> Other big news in soccer, Harry Kane, uh England's finest is going to to Bayern, Bayern Munich. Uh, and he actually had a, a, a rough day in his first first game, as as they lost three nothing. Good, but uh, good. It was PSG was actually looking at Harry Kane for a little bit, um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's off to to Germany. Bayern loses, unhappy. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> you saw another Bayern jersey at? Uh... I did see a Bayern jersey at outside lands. <laughs> outside lands. And I actually took a picture and sent it to you guys. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what I said. What did I say exactly? Like, like, like I, I forgot to talk shit to this guy yeah, or something. I, yeah, I forgot to say something to him. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> now it's cool as the Mbappe jersey, clearly. Yeah. Also, I want to mention about jerseys. I saw at least 10 Shaq jerseys <laughs> at Outside Lands on Friday. Everyone's representing. I saw a bunch of Laker ones, a bunch of Magic ones, and I swear, 
I saw a guy rocking a Heat jersey, and I only saw like his his right side, and I had a two. Oh, I had bet, to. I, it had to be a male thirty two, right? I mean, it looked too it looked too old to be Jimmy Butler. Okay, like, I was looked, gonna it, say it looked too warm. Gotcha. to be Jimmy Butler. I was gonna say that would be the only guess I would make. I'm just gonna go and say Shaq. I saw I'm, three three different Shaq jerseys. I'm with you on that for sure. I saw a guy rocking the Magic. You know, like I think it was black, and then the Ooh, the, the pinstripe scale, and then he had the shorts to match. <laughs> no way. It was clean, but I'm like, dude, like you ready to play pickup right now? What? Like, what, what? Are you doing? If you buy the shorts, you can't. You just can't wear the jersey with no, it. I'm sorry. No, you can't. Yeah, I agree. Like the shorts, that's cool. Like Short, if, you no, if, you the, if you had the shorts on with like a nice shirt or something, or yeah. like a cool shirt, that's cool. I think it's cool. Yeah, but it's like, dude, like you're not playing. Like you're, you're, not, look, you're looking like you're on 2K right now. Yeah, you're not in the association. No, no. <laughs> you look like you're in 2K. Right now. It's just, I just that was ridiculous. That's pretty funny. A little ridiculous, but <clears throat> Shaq was well represented on outside land. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. We really appreciate you tuning in today. This episode of ISR is unofficially sponsored by the crisp, refreshing taste of Modelo in a Bottle. If you happen to be on your way home from a long day of work, be sure to grab a case of Modelo in a Bottle to help you unwind and enjoy the rest of the show. Cheers. All right, so there were some combat sports going on on August 5th. <laughs> it was fight night. Jake Paul defeated defeated Nate Diaz and that... You watched that, right? I did. I, I let you and Garrett be my... Uh, oops. Let you and Garrett be my uh, reporters. <laughs> it's it stunk. It really it stunk. Jake Paul almost had him in the first round, maybe the second round. Almost almost knocked him out. It looked like really, and then it went the distance. Of course, Nate Diaz had pillow hands the whole night. <laughs> hey, and listen, Nate Diaz can knock my ass out, no question. But yeah. he is just not a boxing guy. Clearly, yeah. MMA stick with it. And it's got to hurt a little bit, right? Do you lose to Jake Paul? When yeah. You, when you've been fighting your whole life. And you lose this fucking YouTube clown. And you, you lose. But Jake Paul, he can fight a little bit. He's not, I mean, he should fight more boxers. And I kind of, re- I respect him for doing what he's doing, kind of getting the easy money. And right. He also is fight. he is fighting big names though. Yeah. They're not boxers. Yeah. And the only guy that he's lost to was a true boxer. Tommy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Fury. <clears throat> but, yeah, I... I did watch this fight. I'm not really proud to say it, but I love I love boxing. You know this. I love watching a good, or maybe not a good boxing match. But I love just watching a boxing match. Yeah. Or I like watching a, you Too, know, high name. Yeah. I feel like I do feel like, and I think you agree with me on this that boxing is like the purest form of fighting, or like the like if you, yeah, I don't I don't really know how to say that. Well, I've perfectly. I've, I've talked to you about this before that when I'm watching any kind of fight, whether it's boxing or UFC. I want a knockout. Sure. Right. I don't I don't care for the grappling, you know, I wasn't a wrestler growing up, yeah. nowhere anything near that. So mm-hmm. I love just seeing the knockouts. Right. I love seeing haymakers being thrown. <clears throat> and I think the UFC is great. Yeah. I do. But I think that's why I like boxing more because that's you know, it's more susceptible to happening to happen. Well, not necessarily, but like to win outright, that's what kind of has to happen, mm-hmm. right? Um or you I, or you give them a, you have to give them a couple good shots probably to the face. Right. Or you know, obviously the body. I think I think it's it's not as exciting to see like a tap out on a chokehold in in UFC. No. It's better, way better to see a a kick or a punch to the yeah. face that, yeah. that knocks a guy out, right? Yeah. So Nate Diaz, sorry about it, bud. I know Garrett was sad because he for some reason just has this bromance for Nate Diaz. <laughs> I can't really explain it. Well, he's a he's a Stockton boy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And ironically, on the same day, Jose Ramirez knocked out. <laughs> Chris or Tim Anderson, excuse me, Tim Anderson. And when I first read this, I had to look back and see who the hell is this. Yeah. And it was the player for the Guardians, the Guardians, and the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys are both all stars too, mm. like or at least former. Like these aren't just some chumps no. getting in a fight. And I gotta say, Jose Ramirez, he got him good. Oh, he tagged like him. Tim Anderson. <laughs> he came. He, he should not. He should not show his face on a diamond ever again. Uh, he, I, that was. I would say it was better than the Rubenito door punch on Joey Bats. Yes, and I agree with you because this actually like it kind of knocked him dizzy. Did you see him walking off? Like he yeah, had, he, like, was, he, he had, had jelly legs. Yeah. yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. He couldn't walk. Yeah, like like Odor's punch on on Batista was clean as hell. Yes, but he he only staggered him a little bit, and and Joey Bats he he like got back mm-hmm. and it was like good, you know. <clears throat> this one knocked knocked Tim flat. 
And watching the replay, yeah, he got him. Jose Ramirez got Tim Anderson pretty good. Yeah. But I just, it didn't look like the connection. It looked like it was a very hard punch, but I guess if you have a glass jaw, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I have, you know, the crimson chin or anything right. like that, but. Sometimes Tim, you just get guys in the right place. Tim you know? Anderson. See ya. <laughs> Down goes Anderson. <laughs> Dude, that call, unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know who the Guardians announced. He's been there for a long time, but that was. Yeah, Fantastic work. Unbelievable. And did either of these guys get suspended? Yeah, so Anderson got six because he instigated it, and then Ramirez got three. And then both managers got one. We should have gave Ramirez the belt after that one. <laughs> Jeez, he got him good. Man. Yeah. And let me, t- let me tell you, that 20-second interaction was better than the whole Jake Paul and ADS fight. I'll tell you that right now. Anybody would agree with that. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that I didn't miss that one much. Also, we're now drinking these press seltzers. Yeah, we're doing press. Uh, this is the grapefruit cardamom. These are good. These are actually these are good. One of the better grapefruit seltzers I've ever had. I gotta say about the last beer, I'm not positive I could drink a whole one of those and like it. It's a little, it's a little much. It I gets, think that was it gets per- old fast. That was the perfect amount. I wouldn't love drinking the whole thing. I'm with you. Okay, it was a little much. No disrespect to who you work for, but you know what I mean. It's like. I actually, I don't even sell that product in my area. No. It's go. it's not contracted to our, our company in, okay. in, in this area. So. Also, you got the hat on, too. Yeah. Oh, that thing's Re- clean. Red and Sierra Nevada, baby. One of the best beers of all time. One of the best beers of all time right yes, there. Yes, All right, we're going to move along to some other news. Uh, in baseball, Michael Lorenzen, uh, pitcher for the Phillies, threw a no-hitter last Wednesday. Um, I think that's a third one of the season and that was with his in his first start with the Phillies right uh, second start with the second Phillies second start second start in his two starts with the Phillies 17 innings and two runs allowed that's fucking that's a nice pickup right there for the, for Philadelphia and the cherry on top he threw a no hitter in some Vans cleats did you see that yeah he does have some he's got some good oh, swag dude. Yeah. me being a Vans guy I'm wearing them right now yeah. I love that I think he's actually pitching again tonight or tomorrow be on the lookout another yeah. no hitter coming yeah right <laughs> How are the A's doing with no hitters, by the way? Oof, no, oof. No? Hey, plenty, well, plenty of games left. Yeah, I know they're, they're already losing one nothing today. Also, the Sharks have officially, finally done it. They've traded Eric Carlson. He's going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you're happy about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's it was time, you know. The, the Carlson experiment did not work out. He played four seasons with the Sharks, and they made the playoffs in one of those seasons. Ooh, yeah, it, it, it started, you know, the first season he was there, they had a nice deep run to, and went to the Western Conference Finals that year. Was he was he there for the year when they beat the Golden Knights? Yes. When they came back? When they came back, yep. Yeah. That was, yeah. yeah. We won't get into it, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was there for that year, and then, yeah, shit just went downhill from there, pretty much, when he was there. I mean, it wasn't all his fault. No? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on... One singular player. No, no. The, the franchise as a whole just kind of went downhill. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the fact that they got something for him was great. Got a first-round pick. They're going to shed his salary going forward. So, it's rebuild time for the Sharks. Rebuild. No it's, question it, about it's it. It's every fan's nightmare to hear that, but... Sometimes you got to accept it, To right? get to the top, you got to start from the bottom. Yep. I, just, I mean, I know the Sharks haven't won anything, but in a way, the fans have been spoiled... From the perspective of they've made the playoffs so many years in their history. Mm. I mean, I, I before this last run of few years not making it, I think they'd made it in like eighty five percent of the seasons they they've been around. So how could you ask for much more? Than you that? want you want the Stanley Cup. It's the hardest one to win. But you'll you'll take you'll take playoffs. I, I would take perennial playoff team every year. Of course, especially in a in a league like the NHL where. You know, once you get in, it's just... You never know. Yeah. You never know. Some teams just get hot. Yeah. The best team does not always no. win. It's, it's a little bit like baseball. The best team does not always win. Yeah, look at you know, the Bruins and the fucking uh, Tampa, Bay, or Tampa Bay Lightning from a couple years ago. Yep. Yep. So, just you got to get in. You got to get just in. Just got to get in. Yep. <clears throat> Some NASCAR standings. Yeah, Al- we haven't updated this in a while. Look at Alex. Talk about coming up from the bottom. Right. She is in first place with 56 points. Devin's in second with 54 I'm in third with 45. Dylan, not far behind, fourth with 42. Got Ashley. Also coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Ashley in fifth with 40. Danny in sixth with 35. You in seventh with 28. How you feeling? <laughs> and sorry, Garrett. Sorry about it. I love number 21, but for you, it's probably not great right now. <laughs> yeah. 
I will say though, this might be the most competitive season we've had, probably. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, we got I would say six six of us six of this group, the top six, are in it. Yeah. But Danny's like kind of fringe. I saw both my guys had top ten yesterday, so I was cool. I was like, hey, top tens? Yeah. Alright, I'm cool. Not a lot of points scored this week. Uh, Michael McDowell won the race, yeah, and no, no one has him. So, but uh, yeah, Ashley had Chris Busher win back-to-back races before this Ooh, past week. Okay, um, that was her pickup at the at the uh, trade deadline. <laughs> um, you must have gave her some insider information on that. I, I mean, I kind of told her like, you know, this is probably the best best guy to go with because she had the first choice. Um, she didn't fight me on it, so All right. she's looking good because of that. And then you know, Martin Truex, he won at Sonoma. When we were there, yeah. he's, he's stayed hot since then. That's propelled Alex to the top. It's been, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting when come playoff time. Got two more races before the playoffs. Why does it feel like you and Garrett are just constantly at the bottom? Well, we just, we don't have good guys right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kevin, I'm, I, Kevin Harvey's going to retire after this year. Yeah. So we're going to be starting fresh next season. Yeah. Although, I will say, like, since I picked up Brad, uh, he's been scoring some points for me. There you go. Yeah. Not, not significant. We haven't gotten a win yet, but. Garrett has like twelve guys on his team and still has twenty one <laughs> points. Poor, poor guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. But yeah, NASCAR. Uh, we got uh, Watkins Glen next week, and then Daytona for the final race of the regular season. The week oh, after that, okay. which is always a crapshoot. Anything can happen. Yep. So it should be fun. <clears throat> but then it goes in the playoffs. Then it goes to the playoffs. Okay, yes. Yep. And how many races are in the playoffs? Ten. Oh yeah. Yep. So a lot of points. Well, still plenty. Plenty, plenty of, of races. Yeah, a lot of points still left on the table. Cool. Uh, over to some football. Well, college, but this is football. Pac-12. Mm. The Pac-12 is... It's done. You okay? It's, it's out Are of you here. doing okay? You know, it's... I don't even really care that much about college football anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I like it. I, I watch it, but I don't have the... You're like the anti-Nick. Yeah, I don't have the same emotional connection to it anymore. I mean, wow. Stanford is irrelevant. The Pac-12 has been irrelevant for years. Um, so it's tough. I mean... We got Oregon and Washington leaving for the Big Ten. They're following UCLA and USC. And then we got Colorado, Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State going to the Big 12. Um, So that's going to leave Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State hung out to dry. (laughs) Which is a tough scene, you know. But uh, That's a bad bad group of teams right there. Right. It's just, it's a... it's a terrible time for Stanford, like from a Stanford fan's perspective, it's a terrible time for them to be, you know, on the downside of their program. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they had a run with, with Harbaugh and, and David Shaw kind of followed it up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, but they're pretty much irrelevant. I mean, they have the connection with Notre Dame because they have a contract with them on the schedule every year. So that's a, a benefit to some degree. But mm-hmm. other than that, they don't really have much going for them. So it's no. going to be it's gonna be tough sliding for them. I don't know the answer. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but this does stink for the Pac-12. Yeah, it does. It's gonna, it's gonna just, it's thrown away some nostalgia for a lot of people. I mean, I know college football is not that big on this side of the country, but I, there's, there's still a fair amount of people that care about it. I'm just <clears throat> interested to see what college football is gonna be in like five years. Like, what are they, what are they ultimately gonna do? I, I think this is kind of leading to them the doing like two super conferences. Well, no, I think it's more like the college football is going to split off from the NCAA and just have their own league. Oh, wow. You know, I yeah. think I think that's very possible that that happens. We'll see what the those logistics like. It may it may be 10, 15, 20 years down the line, but I think this is just kind of the beginning of it. Wow. It's tough. Yep. Pa- the Pac-4 doesn't have the same ring to Four. it. I mean, to me, there's there's just no chance that... Because this will be the last season of the Pac-12 as it stands. There's no way they, they put it back together. No, I've heard that they have like a, a ton of debt, so if they if any other conference wanted to merge with them, they would assume that debt. So it's like, why would you want yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to partner with that? It's tough. <clears throat> no doubt. It's tough being, just being used to something for so long, living in this area. Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is a Power 5 conference as, as of right now, so... Yeah. You know, Stanford was good for a long time. Oregon was great for yep. a while. Oregon has become a football power. Yeah. You know, they haven't won any, any national championships. You but know, Washington went to the Washington's been college football playoff not yep. too long ago. USC, of course, is a national yeah. power. Yeah. UCLA is, you know, they're in a big market. So, yeah, there's definitely a, it's definitely a bummer. 
I'm just going to miss the regional rivalries mm-hmm. as much as anything. Yeah. I know Stanford's always going to play Cal. There's no doubt about that, but they're probably not going to play USC and UCLA anymore, or at least not as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Oregon was, was a fun little rivalry for a while. Uh, so, yeah, definitely definitely a bummer. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad for these teams like uh, Oregon and Washington and Colorado, you know, all the teams that are moving yeah. when it comes to travel. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a big... Well, I will say, though, like, Colorado used to be in the Big 12, mm-hmm. so that won't be a big change for them. Utah is right next to Colorado. Yeah. Um, Arizona and Arizona State are, are that direction, mm-hmm. so it won't be... It'll just be different travel. It won't be terrible. Like, Stanford and Cal are fucked, though, because who, who are they going to team up with <laughs> yeah, for, for games? They're going to have to, like, hope that, you know... Could they go Ivy? But would it make sense? Like, the Ivy League is... <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> well, was it worse than being in the pack four? Well, I think you just probably go independent until someone yeah. tries to bring you on, you know. But independent kind of sucks because. And then that would be a bad hard travel because all those Ivy League teams are on the East Coast. Exactly. Right so yeah, it's yeah. just like the because I don't know if you saw the ACC conversation about bringing in mm-hmm. Cal and Stanford. It's like that wouldn't make any sense, you know. Especially for the other sports too. Like you're going to send students across country. Probably for like a couple weeks at a time, so they can play multiple teams at once. Get that out of the way. Like, does that make any sense at all? No. And how are they going to get their studying done? Yeah, exactly. You know, like if they if they actually do that. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. In yeah. theory. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you. That's <clears throat> yeah. Logistically, that doesn't make any sense. They, that that probably be a good do what they what Notre Dame does is go independent. Yeah. And just kind of figure it out. Make your own there. schedule. I mean, but, but but I do hope. If they both happen to go independent, that they still play each other every year. I, I feel like, I I feel like they kind of have to. Right? I, they have to. If not, there'd be a lot of uh, boosters who would not like that. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? They'd be like, like, probably to the point where they're saying, like, I'm done. Right. Like, we have to play Cal yeah. or we have to play Stanford every year. Yeah, of course. It's just how it is. Right. I mean, you gotta, you got to fight for the axe, the, right? The big game's been going around for 120 years, hasn't it? <laughs> Give or take. Something like that, yeah. 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 Just about. Okay, we're gonna move on to the uh, the lime lemongrass, not lime lemon, lemongrass. Lemongrass. I'm gonna not pour you twice as much. Yeah, <laughs> as I pour myself this time. I noticed that. <laughs> that was totally accidental. <laughs> you want a little more? You got it. Okay. It smells like Sprite. I I could imagine Smell that. Smell it. Smells just like Sprite. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. That's good. That's the best lime-flavored seltzer the, I've ever had. That's the best drink that we've had today. So far? Yeah. That is... That is good. I hate... What's the sugar content on this? The right? lemon and the lime seltzers of all the other brands, garbage. Doesn't, this is fire. Doesn't tell you. It's probably... I don't think it's high. Wow. That is... Go try Press, and yeah. it's lime lemongrass. This oh, is... The lime lemongrass. This is banging, yeah. That's good. Wow. That's surprising they don't put the sugar on that. I, I can't imagine it's much, though. I mean, most seltzers are pretty low. Yeah, yeah that's like a Sprite. I almost even hate to say it because I know it's a bad rep, but kind of Sierra Mist-esque. That's nice. That's good. I could, I could drink those. Yeah, I could, yeah. NFL preseason is here. <laughs> We're it's here. underway. We are here. Did uh, Who did the Cowboys play this weekend? The Jags. How did that go? They lost. <laughs> and? I don't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Niners got shelled by the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch a single second of that game. And let me tell you, people <laughs> on Twitter were just giving the Niners everything. Well, They um, were saying Trey Lance looked terrible. Your third-round rookie kicker looked bad because he missed two kicks. I'm glad that people care about nothing. <laughs> the people that, that get worked up about preseason are just the worst. You know I don't care about Niner losses in August. I care about them in January. Exactly. Okay. The same. <laughs> so I don't. I don't put any stock into preseason. How can you? I only care about the people that you draft and you see how they do. Like uh, Deuce Vaughn for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that's he, he an looked, exception. He looked pretty good. He was shifty. He looked nice. And maybe I should be putting a little more stock in like what Trey Lance did. But at the same time, it's like whatever. It's fucking preseason. They're running vanilla offense most likely. I just saw on Twitter not too long ago of Greg Papa talking today about Sam Darnold, and he's kind of getting like on the Colin Cowherd level of loving Sam Darnold. And he was saying how he might actually give Brock Purdy 
a run for his money in, as a starting job. Interesting. Which I got I got to say for you being a Niner fan, you probably don't want Sam Donald run the offense. Obviously, unless he plays really well. I want whoever just, is going to produce. Whoever Kyle thinks exactly. is going to produce, I'll, I'll put exactly. my faith in him until he doesn't. Exactly. And yeah, I'm not I'm not on the Brock Purdy train. We'll talk about it a different day. I just I don't I just I don't know. There's a reason why he was picked last, literally last in the draft. Well yeah, he's not like an uber talented person or player. But that's not I think a lot of guys have proven that that's not the only no, thing that matters at the quarterback position, not. right? I just feel like there has to be a decline a little bit from last year. There's yeah, to me I agree with you. Sophomore slump could be in the Because he's not gonna win every game and then except for the he's not gonna lose or win every game that he's played in, <laughs> yeah. like he did last year, right. except for the yeah, or every game that he start and finished. Right. That's not going to happen. It's just not. Yeah. It's not going to be like that video I sent you and Garrett of the guys being like, "Oh, Niners dub, win, dub, 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 dub." They're going like sixteen and one. Uh, it's like it's like okay, it's pump and break. The funny thing is, I actually didn't even watch it. I just saw it and I was like, I don't even know what this is going to be about. <laughs> it was just yeah, just reeling off the dubs, yeah. and I'm like, come on, let's. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's the game one of preseason, <laughs> right? You know, and I know we're all excited. It's great. It's fantastic. Football's back, and we'll be talking about football here soon. Yeah, which is I've always said the best episode of the year. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It, it is a good time. Niners play the Steelers. First. Opening day. That's gonna be. It's kind of fun little opening trip going across country. That's not gonna be a gimme. No, Steelers. Steelers are tough always. Kenny my, Pickett, we'll see how Kenny Trill. Kenny Trill, we'll see how he does. Trill. No, I, I think, yeah, I think the Steelers could be an, an inter, they're like a tweener team. I mean, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. No. So you can never count them out. And it's in Pittsburgh. Yep. Ten o'clock game. Morning game. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll get a get over there a few days early and get acclimated. I'm sure they will. Especially since it's first game of the year. I'm sure they will. Excited about the Cowboys? Or same year, or different year, same shit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the NFC's weak, and the Cowboys, they got a shot. They do have a shot to make it to at least the championship game, I think. I think I don't think that's crazy. I won't kind of say win the NFC, but I think they can. I think, like, the, the ceiling could be making it to the NFC championship game. I think that's a realistic... Like, Which would be the best thing they've done in the past 25 years. Ex- yeah, and ex- exactly why I'm saying this is that that's a realistic hope. Yeah. I'm not going to be your average Cowboy fan and be like, oh, this is our year. Like, I just... I know it's not. It's, well, it could... Yeah. I mean... You can only do that for someone. Like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what I think. Yeah. We can get more into the Cowboys. <clears throat> yeah. What time is it, partner? It's last call time. <laughs> it's kind of hard when the buttons are behind the microphone, but it's yeah, okay. It's yeah. okay. I think it still, still catches. It works. It works. No, I just think it's hard for me to reach over because mm. I, I don't want to hit the mic. But one more time. <laughs> yeah. It's football season, baby. Yeah. What do you got? I heard you got Kevin Brown. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen this story. I think there's been there's been a little noise about it on, on X, a.k.a. Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's still weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I think I'm still going to call it Twitter. I don't know much. Oh, about. yeah. I'm never... I'm, I'm the not, twits. I'm not going to call it X. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Elon. Yeah. So, Kevin Brown, uh, not the former Major League pitcher, but Kevin Brown is the play-by-play announcer for the Orioles. This is just some oh, weird... Dude, yeah. Go some for weird it. shit. Go, go yeah. for it. Go for it. So, he got suspended by the organization for making... Well, it wasn't even comments. He was... He was leading the broadcast, um, talking about how the the Orioles have struggled recently in recent years against the Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. This was this was going into a game against Tampa Bay, and like they had a whole graphics thing put together for this, so it wasn't like him talking shit. It was it was all planned. It was all planned. It wasn't him talking shit, and it wasn't even and the things that were coming out of his mouth weren't even talking shit. It's just like it was the fact the fact that the Orioles are playing much better than in past years, and they had a chance to do something. Against the Rays that they haven't done in a while. It was 100% professional the way he went yeah. at it. And and the or- Orioles organization was 100% unprofessional about the way they handled his situation. They just suspended him without actually announcing it until later. Um, when people finally realized that he wasn't announcing games out of nowhere. It's embarrassing. It was totally, totally stupid. It's and embarrassing. I want to give a shout out to 
Gary Cohen, I'm not the first person to say this, but Gary Cohen is the play-by-play guy for the New York Mets who fucking called called the Orioles organization out on a broadcast. Right. And I just thought that was kind of cool from his perspective mm-hmm. to, like, the camaraderie aspect mm-hmm. of, like, the announcers and, uh, you know, sticking up for, for someone in his, his field, his profession. I, I just like that a lot. I saw a clip <clears throat> of uh, Michael Kay. Talking did, about it. did yep, you see that? Yep, I did see that one. And then I heard that was on his radio show. Yes. Yeah. And then I heard on I heard Dwayne Kuyper talking to Murphy Mack about it, and he said, "I mean, Michael K went in, and Dwayne Kuyper did it kind of in a nicer way, just pretty much saying how it's embarrassing, right? And it's like unprofessional, and yeah. how could you do something like that? No, yeah, and, and, when was... you, and yeah, like you said, they had the whole graphic ready, which mean, and I, I don't know how fast they can whip those up, but I imagine they had that ready to go right. for this reason. Like, there's a good chance that. I don't know how those production meetings go, but there's a decent chance that Kevin Brown wasn't even a part of it. And he was like, okay, this is what they want me to talk about. So yeah. here we go. And he's probably reading off the, off the teleprompter, very right? good, Very good chances about that as well. And it's, you know, being a conspiracy theorist, were they trying to set him for failure on purpose? Who I knows? mean, as far as I know, he's pretty well respected in, in, in the, you know... Bush League stuff by the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, the Orioles are lame. And I, I think they did something stupid, too, back in the day with John Miller... When they let him go, because John Miller used to be their announcer. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he used to announce? Oh no, he used to announce for ESPN. Yeah, he used also. to do Sunday Night Baseball. Okay, but I think he was before that, maybe simultaneously doing Orioles broadcast, and then that was his one one night a week doing Sunday Night Baseball that's, on ESPN. Late. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Well, it's even worse because the Orioles are actually good this year, right? Yeah, that too. It's like you're gonna you're gonna you know take this great year that this team is having and. Kind of tarnish it. For Cloud it with bit. this bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Which one's this? So this, uh, we're trying another one. This is uh, pomegranate ginger. This, uh, this could be interesting. This has a good smell to it, too. It? Okay. I didn't smell the first one, but this one, last two. Very pomegranate. It kind of, uh, Granity. smells like a shampoo my mom used. <laughs> it's good. I don't taste any ginger, though. It is good. These are good. The first yeah. one, the first one was okay. First one was probably the least, least, and I thought it was still pretty good for a grapefruit. These are good. I'm still not chasing any ginger, which I'm not mad about because, like, ginger is. I'm a, only a yeah. Let's uh, let's oh, also oh, pop this one open too. Yeah, might as well. Okay, so I can get all of them in there. This is blackberry hibiscus. I bet you this one's gonna be good. Hibiscus is usually pretty fire. Let's see, let's see. Uh, it doesn't have the smell like the last two did. Yeah, it's pretty pretty flat smelling. That's the least flavorful one, but it's still pretty good. I, I think it has good flavor to it. It's not it's not as pronounced though. No. Yeah. Man, these are drink these. Press. They're nice. I gotta see it was I gotta find them in a store and see what they're priced at. So they sell them stores here in Napa. I think so. You would th- yeah. I feel like I've maybe seen them and just not really known what they were. They're in a pretty sleek looking black box. Do they come 12 packs? 12 packs and they're, I think they only sell variety packs. Okay, that's yeah. fine. And there's at least two if not three different variety packs out there. Wow. This one, yeah. So this one had the blackberry hibiscus. Um, this one's the pomegranate ginger. And then we also had... Lime lemongrass, which I think is probably our favorite mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. And then grapefruit cardamom. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I like these. Yeah. These are these are way better than like White Claws, Trulies. Yeah. Not even not t- even the same conversation. Taste wise, for yeah. sure. Not even that's the not same even question. ballpark. And that's not to talk shit about your company because they also have those on their list as well, right? Yeah. This is good. Maybe, I think, and maybe it's because I've never had one of these either. You know, I'm sure if I drink about. A thousand of these for, during a summer, I'm get tired of them as well. Right, yeah. I think everyone's susceptible to being tired of something. But, uh... <coughs> but yeah, kudos to press. <coughs> that one got me. Ooh. I think this is a female started brand as well, like the owner or the founder. Any relation, female friend. Any relation to Kristen Press? That'd be cool because she's, she's cute. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I heard Chris and Press talk wasn't too long ago. Uh-huh. And I was like, damn. I was like, she's got a nice voice. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. I was like, 
I just, it's just, you know, it's like a cute voice, you know? Yeah. Some people do have that, that going for them. Yeah, it's, and you know, for her, she's part of the women's national team. Right. And she, she was yeah. playing this, this year, right? No, I think she, she, I think she was hurt. I think okay. she was hurt. Yeah. She would have been there. <clears throat> Some things I have. I have three things. Four, four things. Sorry, I'll do it really quick. Really yeah, quick really. yeah, yeah, go for it. So the Suns are going to retire Sean Marion and Amari Sotomayor's numbers. Sean Marion, number 31, which I think he wore also for the Mavericks. That's not okay. that unusual. Yeah. Amari Sotomayor, though, they're going to retire his number 32. And yes, he wore 32 for the Suns. But he also wore number one, and that's what I think of when I see and think of Amari Sotomayor. So that's why I was kind of confused. I think... By a slight margin, the majority of his games he played for the Suns, he wore number one. Okay. Which, it's a... <laughs> I just don't... Unless they didn't... Unless they were just like, we don't want to give up number one, because it's... Oh, because Devin Booker's wearing number one. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay, that's... Didn't okay. think about that. That's it. But hey, you know what? For an example, Toby Gar- Gerhardt wore number seven at Stanford. And they retired John Elway's number seven... While he was there. I know it's a little different because it's college football. There's not as many yeah. numbers to go around. I, You know what? I just now thought about it. I can't believe I didn't think of it prior. But I think they're doing 32 because Booker wears one. And they probably want to retire Booker's number one eventually. That's probably, Very possible. That's probably what it is. Yeah. That's probably what it is. So They probably had to, in a way, they probably had to okay this with Amari Stockmeyer as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I guess I did. I this is a little before I was like way into basketball, mm-hmm. but I never never even thought about the fact that he even changed his number while mm-hmm. he was with the Suns because he played four seasons wearing number thirty two and then another four wearing number one. So, and then Sean Marion, you know, I think of him kind of like what you were saying about getting into basketball at a young age. I think of him as a Dallas Maverick. Yeah, I don't, I don't I really mean, remember watching him playing for the Suns personally. I remember him on the Suns. I don't looking at his numbers recently. I was like, damn, he was a lot better than yeah. I than I realized. Yeah. He had the ugliest jump shot you could think oh, of, yeah. but he he was good. Yeah, they called him I think the Matrix. <clears throat> the Matrix, that's the right. Matrix, yeah. yeah. He was more of a, more of an athlete than anything. Yeah. The Lakers are gonna unveil unveil excuse me unveil a Kobe Bryant statue statue in twenty twenty four that will incorporate his number eight and twenty four, and will also have Gigi be a part of the statue as well. Oh, that's cool. And then I saw this via NBA Central on Twitter. And I don't know if they're like a legit, legit like Bleacher Report, Sports Center type thing, right? But if this is true, this is really cool. Yeah, I think it's a plus work by the Lakers. It doesn't really get much better than that, right? So I'll be looking forward to that if it does happen for sure. Also, we're gonna just we're we're gonna gloss over James Harden what he said about Daryl Morey today. Oh yeah. He said, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Oh yeah. What the hell is going on? With James Harden. He's been smoking a little of that good good. Yeah, he's, he's smoking that Philadelphia pack. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I just, can, you, can you think of a player that has talked about their owner like this? And they're like... Out loud. They're, well, they're, they were they're like boys. bros. Yeah. And he said this in front of like something that he put on. It was like a James Harden event. So he was just definitely trying to send a message. Oh, yeah. It's... I don't know. It's. I mean, what did did Daryl Morey tell him? Like, oh yes, you'd be traded it by this time or something, and that didn't happen. Like, come on. <laughs> I I don't I, I don't know what's gonna happen with this. I just thought it was hilarious. James Harden's a clown. Oh yeah. I. <laughs> I feel like James Harden is a part of the uh, ISR jail. Is he? No. I don't think he is, but he he might be. Uh, he's getting close. Yeah, he's he's right on the edge. Let me, let me check real quick. Might have, might have to put the cuffs on him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, no, we're good. We're good. Cool. Last thing I have. So last week, Paramore played at the Chase Center, <laughs> and I believe. They brought Steph Curry out just for their end song, Misery Business, which yeah. I would say is one of their bigger songs. It's, yeah. If you it's like, probably number one. Probably. Yeah. And, of course, to me, this is just really cheesy. Oh, yeah. I, you know, Super cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for agreeing. Yeah. And I get that Chase Center is like the house that Steph built. That's fine. Yeah. He owns the place. It's cool. But how would you feel being a first-time watcher of Paramore? Like, seeing the concert for the first time. And then, and then they have Steph Curry come out to sing maybe your favorite song by them. 
And he just, you know, like, I'm not going to be those guys to say, oh, Steph did a great job. No. He probably botched the fuck out yeah. of it because she can't sing like Haley Williams can. <laughs> I'm going to say, if I'm seeing Paramore for the first time, they're playing Misery Business, and Steph Curry's singing it with them, no. get off the stage. Right. No, I'm get with you. Get off. What are we doing? I thought that was definitely corny as well, but, you know. I get it. Being, yeah, being in Chase Center... I can understand why they, you know, why they did it, but yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> it was kind of stupid. I was like, wait, he he actually got on the microphone. <laughs> like it's not like because I think uh, Paul McCartney when he did his like last tour or whatever, he had Grant come on the stage mm-hmm. a couple times. I, but I don't think Grant had the mic in his hand. I think he was just out there acting a fool. That's different. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to hear. I don't, don't, don't want to hear Gronk singing "Band on the Run." He's, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not paying this money to hear Gronk botch the fuck out of "Band on the Run." No. I'm just not doing yeah. it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I just. I'm glad we're in agreement on that. Too. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, I, I thought the, the Steph Curry thing was corny. This is I mean, not. This is not just me bagging on Steph Curry, yeah. but it's just like I'm. If I'm paying the money to see Paramore, and he comes out playing their biggest song, and he sings it with them, I'm like, dude, get the fuck off the stage, <laughs> right. please. Right. You're in this arena enough. Why are you here? Yeah. <clears throat> Could you imagine Gronk singing a band on the run now? It'd be like band hey. on the run. It'd be like hearing a frat guy at a karaoke bar. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. It'd be terrible. Uh. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Oh man. I think uh, this is where the where we come to the end of the road, right? Yes. I think uh, next episode we'll be doing some kind of a Cowboys and or Niners preview. Maybe a little Q and A. I'm gonna say maybe. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then schedule's a little different for us right now, so we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, we're trying to get get this thing dialed in. So thank you for our, for your patience. We yeah. appreciate you. We will see you the next time we're on. Yep. Fantasy football drafts coming up soon as well. And Two we, weeks away. And we'll post about that. Oh yeah, we're gonna have some updates. We'll do a little live, probably a live video again for the bingo for for the bingo, yeah, balls. For the bingo balls for the for the draft lotto. And yeah, uh, it's gonna be great. should be good stuff. We'll do that next weekend for the bingo next weekend. Balls. Yes, yes. Stay tuned. If you care. It's always fun. Yeah. It's always fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Thank you all for watching, listening. We'll see you next time.